you become spirit. And so what's so interesting with paint is that the color, the color is this conscious like choice, um, which you don't have in dance. You don't like, but maybe you choose a mood. So maybe that is the relationship to color. But it's this idea of like when, when you choose a color that it goes a certain mile, it's got this elasticity, you know, color. And then your, your associations or my associations with say green, which I've used a very specific green this time around. It's a very acid green and it's a very shoddy green. It's a green that, um, it's, it's a green I would never use usually, you know, it's way too unsubtle, but it's, um, I'm really using this green with the intention of like bringing the idea of the green through. So that's always for me the offset moment. Like I did this painting with chicken feet and then I painted like literally squished out of the tube, the green, so that, you know, it's just a complete easy statement of color, um, although there is some sort of form to it. Um, maybe what I'll do at this moment is actually show you those paintings. Um, so probably easier if I come and walk you around the room, you'll get a bit dizzy. So this is square. So here is the it is sort of where um, I don't know where the paint really for the first time in a long time for me started speaking for itself. And then this one it's different, but it's the it's like the hen. I've also just got chickens, so I'm quite interested in the idea of the hen and the chickens and the idea of um, so very abstract um, in these in in quite a few of them, but but it's sort of some form of something recognizable. And even, and what I've noticed, uh, my son's girlfriend is here and she doesn't have uh, a, that, uh, a, visual, a visual sense really, but she was able to access it somehow through, through the color and through the feel of it really, in fact. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go and get the thing I actually paint, started painting on today. Okay. It was something that I was really, I was struggling with it and I couldn't, wasn't making sense, but it's also this form, which is also quite a shamanic form, because I've seen, I've actually seen other people draw a very similar form. Like after I had done it, I've been busy with this form for a long time, and I'm like, that's obviously a recurring subconscious image that sits in many people's space. Translate as this being this sort of uh, bird being, but, but it's, more, it's more being than bird. So I'm going to get you, I actually sent you the one image which I can't seem to find now. There's a lot of chaos here. Um, don't, don't be fooled by the plain white curtain. <laughs> There's a lot of chaos. But I'll go, and, I'll go and get you the two forms. That I think. Okay. <laughs> that I'll also, also check my email. Are relevant. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so I've just brought a whole bunch here for you to look at. So, so this was a this was the painting. I felt like I'd actually collaged it, and I, you know, there's that moment where it come where something begins to happen. It's not finished, but I just I think it, it reflects that that very strong form that just keeps repeating in many different ways. And I'm going to give you an antithesis to that form because here is another one which is totally different, but yet very similar in its feel. And I don't know how you would interpret that. This one is much more like dinosaur animal. It does. I'm, I'm open to hearing your interpretation. Um, <laughs> And it's called, and I've actually called this one, look, the, the Lorax. You know that wonderful um, Dr. Uh, Seuss? Yeah, animation, yes, I know it. Yeah, so yeah. for me, I went, oh, it's that Lorax. But then there's this figure here, and then the nature, which is often in the green. But this is much more spirit for me, this whole thing. But these, these forms literally emerge. I don't go, I'm going to draw that. They, they come out. And then whilst we're on that topic, there are these two guys. I may have sent this to you, um, which I've called them the meeting. These two, and they also just came out of nowhere. This, this is collage and paint. And for me, very much around the masculine and feminine, the meeting, and this guy looking like he's sort of a, a bear trapper or something, something that has gone, you know, you could imagine him with like um, bear skins or rabbit skins attached to him or something. And then this, this little mild, mousy, uh, yeah, I see lovely, I just love her. I just love, I don't know how this even happened but you know it's that moment where you go wow I just love the connection between these two what they have it just emerged um, and then the background still got bits of cement on and things should I just keep going yes yeah please please do please do I would like to okay. Yeah, okay. I'll ask the questions after <laughs> okay so then then these um, these beings also, you know, they're sort of elemental beings. And that's why how I got to the um, I got to the title Elementals and Incidentals. But I'm sort of wanting to mention some sort of um histopia in and amongst that, you know, because I think it's all very well having the elementals and incidentals, but in what world do they exist? Um, and I think that they exist in some sort of um, histopic world. Um, and then here is a more abstracted figure of, of this one, you know, there's that one, and then there's much more abstracted, but much more German um, expressionist, you know, like very, okay, I haven't got the full picture there, but very, um, you know, I've often have people saying to me, oh, your work is very German expressionist. And I've never, I've never used that terminology, but when I try to explain to you what it feels like, it does, it's, you know, it's so, it's so expressionist. 
that's kind of a good term. Okay, that's of that's. So what I discovered also, I've just been packing out, packing out, and I've been making chapters um, because I'm like, oh, this is one chapter. This is like the seed flower becoming chapter, and this this guy was becoming, and then and then then other chapters, and I thought, well, maybe to string the poetry along with the chapters. Um, anyway, it's all. There's nothing like this is how it is. It's very becoming, you know, it's just, I mean, I, every time I go, it has to be, and then I stop because it's, it stops you, the flow. The moment I feel. Would you describe yourself as uh, okay. be, being at, at, at a chaotic space at the moment? Uh, since you're like, I guess, um, it's like, a, it's like I've stepped into your, uh, into the studio while, whilst you're busy. So like, would you say yeah, yeah, in a okay. chaotic space at the moment? <laughs> with our creation and everything? I actually don't feel chaotic, Luca. I feel very grounded. I feel like, what are people doing if they're not doing this? Is my, like, like right now. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I'm in the right space. I'm concerned about what I, where other people are. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel, maybe rightly or wrongly, I'm just in my very happy place. I'm not in my, I, it doesn't feel chaotic. Yeah, if I, you know, the space is chaotic, but, but my inner self, it does not feel chaotic. In fact, there's quite a strong underlying sense of order. Okay, okay. You know, I, like I think I keep my days quite structured. Um, yeah, it's not, no, I wouldn't say chaos. I think that chaos isn't helpful for me if I need to go deeply internal because chaos for me is too in the world and out there and having to grapple with that. For me, this is a peaceful, a peaceful place. However, on a, deep, on a deeper subconscious plateau, there's this, this external world going on just outside of me, which I feel is chaotic. Okay. But it isn't a reflection of my own internal world. I feel quite resigned to, I think this for, for an older person, and I feel very grateful to be an older person now, there's a comfort in not having to rush around. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There's, it's a big comfort to just be able to, focus and do my thing, you know, and just, uh, Okay. Can you, uh, elaborate on the, on the schedule then on how, how, on how you go about like your work, um, the deleted schedule in, in your creative process? Okay. So firstly, I had to locate a space because my daughter was in the space. So now that I have located my own space and I'm not jumping around between many spaces, um, You know, I was thinking about this because best of, you know, best case scenario, if I was, if I was very systematic, I would say that what I do, you know, if, if one had to think about it, is I would make a collage in a very chaotic space. 
And that collage would be like just lots of images, as you've seen those ones I've done before. And then I think I extract from that collage. And so I've tried to do that a little bit more consciously. But that's not telling you about my schedule. That's just telling you about my way of work. My schedule, I don't have really a schedule. But I put my bum in the seat and do and, and pitch up every single day and have been every single day from I don't know when. So there isn't one day that I don't pitch up. However, pitching up for me also means getting distracted. So I'll pitch up and then I'll go and do something in the, gar in the garden or wash up or hang the washing or... So I, I break it. I break it with the household chores. Um, I think that when, when, when I'm in a flow, it happen, it's happening in any case. I don't need to stick it out and keep working, keep working, keep working until it happens. When the flow is in, it's in, and I can, I can just keep going. But it's not a time-based goingness. In other words, I don't work for all hours of the night, although I did do an all-nighter the other night. Because <laughs> I was in a flow. <laughs> Another interesting theme that like, I feel like comes through in your work is, um, is, is, yeah, is, is about the concern of like about the environment. Um, I think uh, last time we, we, before we scheduled this, we had a, um, you mentioned the book that you were reading. Uh, can you uh, mention that? Can you tell me about that book again? Um, mm -hmm. which, which, which I felt okay, when I saw your words. Excuse me? Yeah, The Overstory by yeah. Richard Powers. Okay. And there's now a new one called The Understory, which is about the earth, which um, I need to get from the bookshop, which I'm desperate to get. But The Overstory, um, it kind of was a bestseller sort of thing. And I didn't know about it. I think it was a 2019 book. Um, Richard Powers, very American-based, um, but essentially about trees, no, totally about trees. And, and the book is made up of um, sections of people who have this activism around trees and nature, or trees, essentially. Um, and I suppose for me, gardening, being in nature is literally half my day, every day. So I'm always touching base in the earth, like consciously also with like two knees on the ground. Okay, really going earth, you know, not just one knee on the ground, two knees on the ground, knowing that I am making contact with the earth. And when I'm not doing that, I also spend a lot of time um, making herbal concoctions and planting herbs and, you know, very interested in indigenous herbs. I'm going to show you a book, which is an amazing book, which is a Bible, which is which is this book. Okay. I see it. Which is, um, every, you saw it? Sorry, I just need to. Yeah, I made it. Um, now plants South Africa. Yes, I you see know it. it. I don't know great, it, but. What, <laughs> oh, okay. So what's so great about it is I discovered that I have probably 95% of these plants in my garden. That's okay, awesome. over time. I didn't know that, but now in this time, I've actually been able to, like you'll see the book, like that. It's, I've been able to work out exactly what I've got. 
and it's got the medicine structure and everything. So it's been interesting because my daughter's boyfriend is studying medicine, but he's here, he's on a, he's, he's here and he didn't have much to do. So he's been working in the garden with me and just really beginning to understand the, the medicine of the plants, you know, deeper. I've always been busy with it, but I feel like I've gone the next level to, to understand it a bit more. And I think that practice, because it is a practice, many years ago I wanted to do, and then it became fashionable, but many years ago I wanted to like, I thought of myself as a florist and bringing the floral into the exhibition space, which, which I did, which is now commonplace, you know? Um, but so that, I think, I think that that's what consciousness is. I think that we all tap into something at the same time and then sort of harvest it um, and then use it however we need to um, for our own healing or for the healing of people around us or for what our purpose in life is. So I'm no clearer on that, but... <laughs> yeah, but... but um, yeah, but yeah. do you? Uh, but how much do you think um, that that practice um, maybe in, in also impacts the content of um, of the the work you create? Uh, for example, with the mythic creatures, um, there was the bird, uh, there was the hunter, and then there was the the the, the mouse like figure. So 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 it's clear that with and the with, chickens. Oh, and the chickens as well. So yeah, and, and then like obviously you're working with that green color as well. Um, which, which, um, if, if if I'm not mistaken, you, it wasn't really a conscious choice, but more like it just felt um, natural. So I'm just curious, like if maybe you think there might be like some key connections um, be, between like those aspects of yourself, you know? Well, I do believe that plants have beings, and I've seen them. I have okay. walked in a forest, not recently, but in the last few years where no, no substance, nothing, I promise, like just normal walking as if walking through a forest. No, like no like medicinal mushrooms or anything, which I've never taken, but we have seen, we have seen the tree beings. And I'm like, I've just seen tree beings. Who, who am I gonna tell this to? Who's even interested? But you know, it's such a shock when you see it. It's like, wow. I just saw the being of the tree. And so that sideways glance thing that I was saying to you about, it's, it's like that when, you, when, the, when, the, when the veil lifts and you suddenly see it. And I see it in the garden. And like, I suppose for me, I can see the aura of the trees, but the question is for me, how much do I want to see of the tree being, of the plant beings? So, so that's also, it's very gradual, you know, if you're doing the, I mean, you probably know if you're doing the Sangoma thing, um, it's very gradual, that becoming, that learning. Um, and it's a very slow process of really, really getting to understand on the one hand and on the other hand, it's so, not, it's not scary for me anymore, but it's, it's fragile. It's very fragile. So I don't know, I've gone way off point. No, no, please, please, like it's, it's still interesting. <laughs> that's 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 what I this is where I was trying to head to. <laughs> okay. So so I understand like the plant beingness 
And um, like um, one of the things is you wear, you can wear the plant here on your heart and you can you really get to know the plant. But the, I think it gets to a point where you, you intuitively know, like I intuitively mix, mix some artemisia and, uh, and cannabis leaves and made this green, green tincture, green, green, green. I was making it so I could spray the, the, the hookers on my wine plant. And then I looked at it and I went, after two days in the sun, this is how green it becomes. I'm going to cook this and drink it because this must be really good, which is what I did. I'm now storing it in the fridge. And then another friend who was a doctor came and he said, you should sell this. This is really good medicine. Mm -hmm. so, so I think there's a point where your intuition completely, for me, the same with the painting, where the intuition overrides completely. And, and you literally just go, oh, I'm going to pick this and this and this and I'm going to make this. But not, you're not thinking it. You, you know, I'm not going to reference the book at that point. But perhaps afterwards, if I want to know something, I, I would reference the book. Okay, um, cool. So th that's very interesting to me because like if, if, if I, with a good, with an internet connection, it's, uh, I have to catch up. But like, I think what you said is... Um, that process of you like working with those plants ended up with you like um, selecting like certain plants to mix together just by that experience of being familiar with them. And like, um, like you said, that three being so like, in a sense, it felt for you like their energy is meshed up and you're like, okay, cool. If I mix this, like it, it will, it will be very useful. I think that's what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. 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 So, so with, with the, and I think that, well, that is... Hello? Hi, I can't I'm hear listening. you. Oh, oh. I'm listening. No, no, I was going to say, um, so like that's interesting, but I was also curious about uh, with, with um, these works that you are creating now, like, um, is it like, um, like, is have you planned an exhibition? Um, like, when did you start, like, like, are there like cutoff points maybe for for you creating work or are you just always creating work or like, or because you, you mentioned that transition where you were like, okay, cool, I'm only gonna work with paints. Um, so that makes me assume like there was a period before that where you were in a, a completely different uh, creative space. So can you tell me about um, how you entered this creative journey that you are in now and perhaps tight down to when it began, um, maybe lockdown, maybe a larger context of like just how it happened and like how you imagine it um, ending, you know. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, that's a good question. So at, when lockdown happened, it was sort of more winter internal and I was working straight away, went into many hours a day making, making work. Um, but it was very process-based at that point. And um, I had this idea that I wanted to take everything I have lying around and somehow condense it, like somehow use everything. So I'll give you an example. So um, I took a whole lot of, a whole lot of old paintings, uh, drawings and things, and I made like lots and lots of books like, you know, like journals like that, which are collaged into and painted onto. But I just thought, you know, because I'm getting old, I feel like I'm getting older and I feel like 
I need to sort of sort things out a little bit. You know, you can't leave your stuff in such a mess. <laughs> I feel like I need to clarify and sort. And I think that is really at the base of it somewhere, this idea of clarifying. Or, so, so I started by making the journals, which I just, I did once do a course on how to make journals. So I made like loads of them and I just filled them. Um, but as you know, once you start something, it seems to make more of the other thing. It's like, you know, you bake a cake and then you have to get the flour. I didn't get anything. I have not bought a single, single thing except um, refined linseed oil. So, um, but the point is there's so much to work with. So, so that was the starting point, the collages. But then I reached the end of that journey. It's like also weather. I think climate and time of year plays into it because that's very, it's paper and it's, and it's books and it's, um, you know, it's a very certain kind of materiality working like that. It's cutting out or tearing and glue. So that's, that's one thing. So, but I, I brought that all to this party, this particular painting party. And then I had all these boards as well, boards and half some with, with the fabric on it. Um, lots of fabric because my daughters here in, her, in the studios were working with linen and fabric. So lots of fabric and I had like all this fabric. So how could I collage the fabric instead of the paper? And it's nice to paint onto, you know, canvas that's onto a board or linen that's onto a board. Um, and as you know, these works all start a long time ago. And that's what's the interesting thing. I'm going to just get something that I probably made in 2008, which I took off the wall and looked at. Um, And I, yeah, so I thought, I mean, this is framed. It's one of my favorite works. I did it when my father died. I don't know if you can see now the lights changed. There's a hang of a reflection. Can you see? Yeah, that was, I can see it better I now. I think both of our lights changed because you and I are in a golden You're in a golden light and I, okay. The point is, it's very similar. It's the fabric. Should I, is that better? Yeah. yeah, I I see. Can so you just like describe it? No, I see. I so see. I just need you. To... No, I do see. That. I just. Okay, need I'm to... talking. Okay, I I just need you to uh and and unpack it for me. Um, I I do see it though. So you were saying? Okay, so um, I made this when my father died. It's called Ish, which in Hebrew means man, and um. What, I, what I've done for many, I've done this for a long time, is when somebody died or straight afterwards, mostly at the time of their dying. So somehow it was a link for me into that unconscious realm of, of death and also the connection to the person, the spirit really, I suppose. Um, I did the first one when my aunt died, which I don't know how long ago that is, my auntie Ada. Anyway, 
So this one, ish means man. And I think that for me really described for me who my father was. He was, a, a, I don't know if you know the word mensch. He was just like a good man, like ish, like, <laughs> like, you know, just a good man. For me, there's really about that transition from the physical into the spiritual, into the spirit. And yeah, that's really all I have to say. I didn't paint the painting. It painted me, here's the coffin, not that he was, you know, and that was the journey going. Oh, I don't, I really don't, and this was, and this is him, the man, my father. Um, questions? No, no, no question. I'm, 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 I, I, I really like that one. <laughs> so it is. It's a lovely work. It's got um, a lot of earthiness to it, which is also interesting since it's so transitional that it feels so earthy. So, so then it's not a big step to this really for me in, in, in many ways that it's a similar medium. So how did I start painting? I'm just loving the feel of, also got a whole box of ancient oil paints that I didn't even know had any paint left in them. Mm -hmm. And the most incredible thing is how much paint, how long it can last. That mm -hmm. oil in a tube, not even closed properly, can last for so long. And it's so sensual, the way it's smooth, it's very, very tactile. It's really very, very, there's something incredibly smooth and delightful about oil paint. But I'm not only using oil paint, I also use household paint and all sorts of paint. But essentially when I want a very dense color, I'll use the oil paint, what I have of it. Uh, okay, cool. Um, with, with, with our discussion uh, now, it's, it's, um, I'm also kind of writing in my head as we discuss. Uh, so so uh, like, like I want us to return to, the, to, the, to, the, to, to that painting of, 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 of that figure that you, you mentioned earlier. Uh, because, and also like your experience, I guess, in seeing um, the tree beings. Right, because for 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 me, like in 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 a sense, it's um uh, uh, like like obviously with your um with your dad's passing, also like the tree beings, and then like this, and like I really like that idea of the of that looking, not looking. In in a sense, it's always like you are trying to capture something that is like maybe outside your immediate understanding. Um, also with the trippings, you were like, okay, cool. Like, who am I going to tell this to? So clearly it's an experience that like, um, like, unless you've also experienced something similar or, um, just experienced it yourself, like no one is really open to that interpretation, you know, which, which in a sense is why you basically like, <laughs> give it, you, you create an artwork out of it then, you know? So, so yeah. So I'm just curious about that whole experience, how it happened and like, um, and and whether like like you've you've heard like similar experiences um, which which moments that said okay cool because this happened like I have to create a work of art and another thing I'm curious about is there work that you've created and not necessarily understood 
uh, which I've gathered from the conversation we've had, but like maybe later on, you look back at uh, like something that you created and then like maybe like now with some distance, it makes a whole lot more sense to you. And then, then maybe you can tie it back to that time and you'll be like, oh, okay, cool. This is like so much more open to me now. You know, I actually didn't even understand it back there because like your creative process makes me like for me, it's like yeah, you're in a space where you're creating all the time. So it might take a while for your rational mind to get, kind of catch up with the work that you're producing. Yeah. Mm. That is all true. So um, I don't know if the word sense, making sense of it, but what I, what I am getting now more than ever before is I can see a continuity. I can see not only stylistically, but thematically, that there is some, there, there, are, there are trends, there are themes that are running through, as I was saying about that thing. I found, just hang on, I'm going to get it for you. Oh, it's a, I mean, I made this years ago, I don't know if you can see, and I'm like, what, what? And I still got it, not many things, I don't have many things, but, but this is a big painting, but I'm going, to re, I'm going to repaint it now. So for me, that's an invitation to take what I've got, which I, which I don't love, but I somehow hung on to, and turn really it into like something that's more relevant for me right now to make it more immediate, like a poem. Mm -hmm. You know, you write and you write and then you'll read it again and you'll go, oh no, hang on, I need to rewrite this mm -hmm. right now. And you wouldn't hold back, you would just do it because you would know that what you're writing now is much better than what you did before. Mm -hmm. um, and in, also in poetry, there's a kind of a, kind of a rightness that when you, hit the, when you hit the right resonance, you know it. Yeah. And so with the old works, they're like stare at you and go, okay, I see vaguely what you were, were going with here, but you know, you can go a whole lot further. So I'm beginning to see the, the connections between the, the writing and the visual a lot more, especially applying the poetry method to the visual applying the visuals to the poetry doesn't work that well, I've discovered. Applying the visual to the poetry. A picture of you with that book, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you should take a screenshot on your laptop. <laughs> oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's better. Uh, okay, cool. Like, um, I like what you said about the poetry and the and, and the visual because uh, like, well, like whilst, well, I'm while studying next year, we, I, last year, like I had like a poetry class and like, uh, like poetry has, has been, for a long time been something that has been, I would say, kind of locked uh, from like, like my, my understanding. And that's more like technique wise. So like, I would appreciate some poetry, but like more simpler types, like for example, like Charles Bukowski and obviously as a hip hop fan, like I, I love poetry in that sense, but to actually kind of study poetry and then like you take it to T.S. Eliot and them. So that was a whole process of ways like, okay, cool, now you're looking under the hood, right? And like part of the thing that they did talk about, uh, my lecturer I think mentioned 
or maybe just during that process was how like a, a poem might never be finished. So like when you speak about like the, uh, the visuals that way exactly. and like it's like later on it's like okay cool because maybe it, it, it because maybe it's coming from such different elements and it's and like sometimes I think of art as bringing into the outside world something that's like maybe it's in the spiritual world and like and we're trying as hard as we can but it's like you can never really like take that whole thing out and like create a new thing but like the closest to we can is like translating it with the visuals and maybe like a year later it's like okay cool now you have a clear picture of that visual that you're working on and you want to bring that to to the forefront uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm rambling but like that's that's what you made me think about with your discussion but uh, another thing i'm interested in is is your relationship with uh poetry and art um how it began because most of your like some of your paintings, which I've seen in like um, whilst uh, I was with Asai, usually have letters and, and, and poetry accompanying uh, to them. So how does that process um, like come about for you? Mm. Is it because you just love poetry in general? And also you're working with uh, books and manic strips. So like there's clearly a, um, like a love of, of storytelling, I guess, of, of, of that medium itself. So yeah. So I've been thinking about this. They're very, there are two parallel streams. They are not an interwoven stream. Okay. Um, they're very separate. However, what I noticed is that the method is the same. Okay. And that's what I was saying, is that there's a kind of an abstraction that happens. So for a poem, for me, it's a, it's a download. I'll be normally when I'm driving. Well, I haven't been driving that way, but often, often in a similar place while I'm driving, it's like literally like a download, like all the information comes down. Um, and then obviously the fine tuning and the, you know, the changing of it and everything. But, but, the, but the original idea and what I find in painting is I don't go with any idea. I'm not like approaching it going, like here is the download, mm -hmm. ever. I've never, ever done that. Mm -hmm. Whereas with poetry, it comes in one package almost. And I'm going to send you two poems that I think link to this. Um, I think it would be interesting. Um, so for me, language is very interesting as a way of describing my feelings. And in a way, it's probably more effective for me to write them or to write my experience or to write the experience of living in words than it is to paint. So for me, part of the chaos of the painting in a way. So it's a different stream. It's like, it's almost like if, if, if paintings are like, like poetry is water, but paintings are earth sort of thing. So for me, they work together, but they're quite different okay. in their feel. Um, and I actually need, I discovered, I always thought, well, you don't paint, just write or, or just write and don't paint or just paint and don't write. But actually, no, just actually do it. Do, do what you have to do. But, but 
poetry, painting for me is a practice, whereas poetry is an inspiration. It just, you know, it's a, it, you know it. Um, I listened to Ethel Williams, he presented on Off the Wall Poetry on Monday. I don't know if you know him. He was an activist and very interesting poet. So it's a learning and it's a way of connecting with other people, hearing poetry. And um, it's language, you know, it has that beauty of language in whichever language, whether it's Spanish or, you know, Brazilian, Spanish or anything. It's, it's, so, it's so lyric. It's a bit like music. It's like, flip it. The moment there's music, I'm like the happy person, you know? It's a bit like that. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but I'll send you the two poems and that might answer the question more. Okay. In fact, I can even read you the poem. Do you want, do you want me to read your poem? No, or are we running out of time? Uh, I think no, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? No, I was thinking, yeah, I was going to say, we're running out of time. I, I think we have like three minutes left. But uh, yeah, I think what, yeah. what I'm going to do is, uh, thank you for the interview, by the way. And it's, it's, it's good to see yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Very interesting. Very um, inspiring. Thank you. So the, the, the Zoom, um, the, the, there's a recording feature on the Zoom app. So like uh, I've basically been recording our whole meeting. Okay. And then I'll send you like the, the video, unless you already have it on the other side. But yeah. And then you can have the footage. Uh, and then no, I'll... send it to me. Okay, cool. And then I will go through send it. it. Okay, then I'll go through it uh, for, for my own purposes. But I have been like, this gave me an idea of perhaps um, interviewing more artists and uploading the content on YouTube. So I don't know if you'd be uh, okay with that, um, having this online. <laughs> yeah, Let, let's look at it. Let's okay. definitely, let's look at it first. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be keen. Okay. But I did when I asked you, look, again, it wasn't about me. It was, it was like about you. And then about me just went straight onto it. <laughs> so I, I'd be very happy if you interview artists because I was thinking that you, that you should. You know, you emailed me. I went, oh, look, how's he doing? And then I went, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, that's a really great idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Well, yeah, uh, I'd be very happy. Okay, we'll see how it is. But like, uh, we can like even if it's it, it's not this one. Like, I'm sure we we can have another discussion some other time. We can, but we can just use yeah. this one for as a reference in how to um, maybe get better on the next time. You know, uh, maybe yes. when the internet is better. You know what what works? I know you're off Instagram now, but the Instagram live works really well. I did an interview with uh, Luando Glamini on the. It was so nice, you know, okay. when he had his show, I went, oh, I want to interview on Instagram Live. And it was very, very, it was like such a great conversation. And I don't think it was a visual. No, it must have been a visual. It must have been, but it was just him as the visual. Okay, okay cool. Like, I, I so don't that's mind. another platform. Yeah, I don't might be on Instagram before work. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd consider reactivating. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Have you started? Okay, thank you. Have I, have I started with? Thank you.